Hey guys, welcome back to the What Would She Know podcast. I am your host, Lily Heenan. This, well, today's episode, Women's Brains and Bodies on Birth Control, has got to be one of my favorite topics ever and something that I'm so passionate about. And it's, I guess, kind of personal to me as well because I've been on birth control for many years and came off it and you know, I'm going to be talking about it today and whatnot. But before we get into all of that, I just want to say that I am not a professional in any way. So please take what I say today, you know, don't necessarily take everything that I say seriously. And please always speak to a professional before going on or coming off birth control I'm not bashing birth control in any way or for anyone who chooses to take it. I don't blame you. I mean, it prevents pregnancy, gives you clear skin, and you get to choose when your period comes. Like, that's literally the best thing ever. But I'm just here to use this platform to educate you on what I wish I was taught before taking it and starting it because everyone deserves that right. And this is my own personal journey of birth control. And for anyone who feels like the pill is your only option or it is your only option because maybe you have something like endometriosis or something and you're using it to control your pain, um, just know I'm not attacking, I'm educating and ultimately every woman gets to decide what works best for them and their body. And I just want you to know that there's no right or wrong answer to anything, especially when it comes to choosing a birth control method and whether you're on it or off it. This obviously, well, today's episode isn't going to be, I'm not saying it to scare anyone. I just want to educate others. And like I said, what might work for you or for one person isn't going to work for another and everyone's different and everyone's body will react differently to things. And that is literally completely okay. This isn't to scare you or anyone. This is simply to educate every woman who takes birth control or is considering starting to take it or even deciding whether to come off it because we all deserve the right to know the cons as well as the pros. So obviously today's episode, I am going to give a little bit of a trigger warning um, with eating disorders, depression and anxiety. Um, I think I do make comments of suicide in there as well. But yeah, let's get straight into it. Um. I didn't do last week's episode because I've been super busy, but here, yeah, here we are. So the quote of today is women shouldn't have to rewrite who they are or change themselves in order to protect themselves against unwanted pregnancies. So I will obviously get into that in a little bit. Three, I'm going to do gratitude now. So please take the time to pause this and If you haven't already, go back and listen to my gratitude episode and how it helps with depression and anxiety because in order to practice it, I think it's going to help you understand why it's beneficial and why I give you the opportunity to practice it 
in every single one of my episodes. So three things that have gone well for me in the past 24 hours. It's currently a Tuesday. I'm recording this. It's Tuesday morning, mid-morning. I think I'm going to do I'm going to do three things that have gone well for me over the past couple of days. I have moved into our new rental, our house, literally the best thing ever coming from living in a small, dark, depressing apartment to this, like it's massive for us and just so much natural lighting. And I just like, I've designed it with our roommate, is who is the best, how we want it. And it just looks so beautiful. And I'm so happy. Number two, I had the best chill weekend ever ever, and did absolutely nothing. So that went really well. And I'm really grateful that I gave myself that chill weekend. And three, I had a very productive self-care morning before going to work this morning. So I did my journaling and my 10 minutes of reading and I didn't touch my phone. I don't know if it was for like for the first 45 minutes, but I did get up and have a coffee straight away. Mm, I'm really trying not to have a coffee within the first hour so it doesn't spark my cortisol, which can make me anxious. But anyway, let's get into today's episode. I am really sorry if there's just been a massive jump because I'm now sitting in my bedroom because I was in, in the living room and I thought it might be a little bit echoey. So I'm still very much trial and error here. So bear with me. <laughs> okay, my story. So I was never diagnosed with anything, um, but I definitely, I was always like a chubby kid. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was overweight, but I was definitely chubby. Um... I definitely went through a period at the start of high school, end of um, primary school, was kind of a year after my mum's accident where I wasn't eating um, or I wouldn't eat like for the whole day and then I would binge eat at night. Like I had very distorted eating patterns. It wasn't healthy. Um I was really tiny and I think I, I got down to a size six. I got my period in grade six, I think, and a grade five maybe. Everything was fine. A few pimples, you know, that that's kind of normal. So at that time I was 12. I had periods that were regular for a year consistently. And then by the time I was 14, I hadn't had a period in a year. So from 13 to 14, I I hadn't had a period at all that year. And by that time, I had acne that was covered all over my face and I didn't really think anything of it because, you know, you get told that's normal and that that's just puberty, which has some truth to it. But I went to the doctors and I had an ultrasound because I think it was my mum or someone ended up you know, saying like, you know, irregular periods can happen at this age, but not to the point where you haven't had one in a whole year. So went to the doctors and um, I got diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it's a hormonal disorder. Um, And I was, I got told to go on the pill because it would clear my skin and regulate my period again. And I obviously didn't question it because it was 
the doctor telling me to do that. And apparently it was the only medication that was used to treat PCOS because, you know, that's what we get told. It fixes our symptoms. Why would I not want to take it? And obviously it protected me from getting pregnant. Now I am going to do a whole episode about PCOS in another episode. Sorry guys, but I was reflecting on this the other day. Like, so PCOS is a, is a hormone disorder and what causes it is stress and environmental factors. And was I putting my body through stress with my disordered eating that then caused a hormonal imbalance, which probably was the case? Like, is that what brought my PCOS on? I'm not sure. And so when they did the ultrasound, they found that there was um, cysts on my ovaries. I've since had ultrasounds and I don't have any cysts on my ovaries, which is good. Um, And I had acne covered in my face and I had irregular periods. So I think to be diagnosed with PCOS, you have to meet two out of three criteria. Don't get like, I don't know how well I know this, but I know one of them's irregular periods. The next one is like, um, really bad acne and like hair growth and stuff like that to the point where like girls grow beards on their chin. Um, I haven't had that. I have like the opposite or have struggled with the opposite, like hair thinning and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously also cysts on your ovaries, but you don't actually have to have cysts on your ovaries in order to be diagnosed with PCOS. So that's a fun fact. But anyway, I will do a complete, like a whole new topic on that. Um, and as you know, I went on the pill and as, t- as time passed, my skin did clear and my periods became regular. And I mean, that's, that's a good thing. And I mean, so they were the positives that came from taking the pill, but on the downside, I noticed significant changes in my mood. I was depressed, anxious, angry, sensitive, and gained over 35 kilos. I went from a size six to a size 16, pushing on 18. And obviously this like didn't happen overnight, but it happened. And I'm not blaming the pill for my food choices and behaviors. You know, I ate like shit. I ate too much. I never exercised, but the pill did play a part in all of that. And I obviously tried a few different pills. It wasn't just like I wasn't just on the one. And it was a few years ago now, I think at the end of 2019 or 2020, I'm not too sure. One of my friends told me that she had decided to come off the pill after doing some research. And my first thought was, what the fuck? Why would you want to do that? Like, that's stupid. Just, you know, typical ego reaction, trying to protect my so-called beliefs because, you know, the doctors tell us that the pill is the best thing ever. Um, And she simply just said that, you know, she's done some research and the best decision for her at that time was to stop taking it. And after my little reaction to myself of, you know, like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? I then went and did some research myself and I was literally disgusted um, because the things I was finding 
was not getting taught and women were not educated about it. So these are the things I've listed them. I've made a little dot point. I'm going to read them out to you. I think I've forgotten some as well, but it's okay. These are the things I have learned and you can research them yourself. Like I know there's probably going to be some that I'm going to read out and you'll be like, shut up. What is this bitch on about? But seriously, go and research it. Like it's, it's not bullshit. It is all the truth. And a lot of this information is coming from a doctor and psychologist who studies women's reproductive and like hormone systems and women on like birth control. Um, her name's Dr. Sarah Hill. I did mention that in one of my other podcasts because I really want to get her on so she can talk about it. So it's coming from like a professional point of view rather than just, you know, me, your average girl. Like it's kind of hard for me to tell you some of these things. And, you know, I'm obviously not a professional, but anyway. So one of the biggest things that really shocked me is that our periods on the pill aren't actually real periods. Yes, you heard me correctly. Our periods are not real periods. They are called withdrawal bleeds, and it's a bleed that is created from the withdrawal of the synthetic hormones we pump into our bodies from the pill or any birth control method like the rod or the injection or whatever. Um, It's because the drop of hormone levels causes the lining of our uterus to shed blood. But there is no egg, so it is not a real period. What? It still shocks me that which I was told by my doctor to go on the pill to regulate my period and my periods would come, but it's not actually a real period. You're not, you're not, that is, you're bleeding, but it's not your period. It's a withdrawal bleed. I just, oh. The pill also depletes important vitamins and nutrients, even if you are getting these through diet like vitamin D, B, C, and zinc and magnesium. And no wonder I felt fucking depressed and anxious while being on the pill because vitamin B6 and things like magnesium have been associated with depression and anxiety. (laughs) It takes longer to conceive. And now this isn't everyone, but it's for those who do find it longer to conceive, it's not a forever thing either. But it does take on average twice as long for women who have been on the pill for a long time Longer to conceive rather than a woman who has never been on the pill at all. It can lower your sex drive dramatically. The pill affects weight training and muscle mass, muscle mass, no matter how much weight you're lifting. Your birth control might be hurting your muscle gains. So there was a study that two groups of women, half on the pill and half who were not, completed a total body resistance training program designed to build muscle over the span of 10 weeks. The pill takers put on 40% less muscle mass despite doing the exact same workout routine and following the same diet. Hormonal contraceptives increase the risk of anxiety, depression, and suicide. Everything the doctors had pretty much told me was a lie. While it cleared up my skin and quote-unquote regulated my period, all it really did was mask my symptoms. It was a band-aid for my root cause, a hormonal disorder. And if I stopped taking it, these symptoms would come back, and they did. Then I looked into things like IUDs 
and other forms of contraceptive because apparently they are more natural, but this isn't the case at all. They still have synthetic hormones in them. They might just not have as much as the birth control uh, pill. Sorry. Not only was it controlling my mood, but my sex hormones that were being impacted have been studied and apparently they can also influence attraction, sex drive, like I said, stress, hunger, eating patterns, emotional regulation, friendships, aggression, mood, learning, and more. Like, what the fuck? It's literally, it literally can change who we are as women. And yes, you heard me right. The pill can dictate who you fall in love with or who you are sexually attracted to and who we choose as partners. So I, do you know anyone who's come off the pill or hormonal contraceptive and aren't attractive to their partner anymore and they break up? It's because it's a real thing. This obviously doesn't happen to everyone. This isn't every single person who's on the pill who comes off it and then breaks up with their partner. That's not going to happen. But it can dictate who we choose and who we are attractive to when we are pumping these synthetic hormones into our body compared to when we are not. And... I mean, some of these changes aren't bad for some, but for me and for a lot, they are big. And it obviously depends on the person. Pretty much being on birth control literally changes who we are as women and influences influences the decisions we make and we can become a different version of ourselves. I was impacted by this and I didn't know it until I started researching it and it all started to make sense. And this isn't me being overdramatic. It's fact. There's someone looking at me through the window. Uh, It's okay. Who cares? Okay. Where was I? Um... Oh, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yes. This, you know, obviously all of what I'm saying is true and I'm not being overdramatic. And a lot of these side effects and the research that I was finding, it's scary and it sucks. Like it's, it can literally make us depressed and suicidal and can make us choose the wrong partners in life. Like that, sorry, but that's scary as shit. But it also allows us to have a choice and allows us to have the right of our own body because that is one of, one of many reasons why the pill is amazing. If you haven't heard any of what I've just spoken about, you're probably like, because I remember I was like, why is this not being spoken enough about? I remember I think Dr. Sarah Hill said this is because Women have been ignored by scientists for a very long time and it's also a very controversial and almost dangerous topic because it goes against the whole concept of preventing pregnancy. So other forms of contraception, please consult a doctor and obviously these aren't as effective. Well, I'm going to list a few for you. These aren't as effective or safe as preventing pregnancies the same as some birth control methods. So one, 
pull and pray. <laughs> no, <laughs> the pull out me- the the pull out method is one pull and pray. I heard someone call it this on TikTok, and I just had to include it. Condoms is another one. There is also such a thing as male birth control, and it doesn't have the effects as women's birth control. So I don't know why men don't just fucking take it. Like, why is it always us that has to go through this shit? I don't know. Track your cycle. Um, you can get, you can only get pregnant when you're ovulating. So I track my cycle through an app called Flow. But the hard thing is that when women ovulate, that's when they want sex, sex the most during their cycle. And fun fact, men actually produce more testosterone around women who are ovulating and become more attracted to them at that time. But the problem is that you can only get pregnant when you are ovulating. So this obviously makes it very difficult because the time that you can get pregnant is the time that you want sex the most. So this is where it can become quite dangerous. There's, I know there's like some barrier things that you can put up there. I just went quiet because there's people out there. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> oh, back to what I was saying. I'm so sorry. There's one called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a temperature thing. Like you can track your temperature and it'll tell you when you're ovulating. Because again, like I said, when you ovulate, that's the only time you can get pregnant on your cycle. So these are the things I noticed after I stopped taking the pill. I wasn't depressed and my anxiety got so much better. I wasn't as agitated and angry. I had more energy. I wasn't as sensitive. I lost over 20 kilos and I'm still on this journey. But I also did put in the effort to lose weight um, through things like diet and exercise. And I ditched my all or, or nothing mindset as well as, you know, I've tried to get on top of my binge eating. I also felt connected, more connected with my body, as weird as that sounds, and my sex drive got better. Is it normal for your period to take a while to return if you stop taking a pill? So for me, mine took a couple of months, even six months, I think. Obviously, because I had PCOS, I struggled with irregular periods before I went on the pill. So I had to get on top of that with a naturopath to support my hormones. For some, you can get your period straight away and bounce back completely. But for others, it can take up to months for your cycle to return to natural. And please know that that is completely okay and normal. Post-pill acne is also a thing. And a lot of girls find that when they stop taking the pill, they do get really bad acne. But know that it will go down eventually, I promise. And I'm going to give you some tips on what you can do in order to look after your body before coming off the pill to prevent things like post-pill acne. Your period should realistically return after three months if your period was normal before the pill and six months if your period was irregular before the pill. Any longer, it's recommended you go and see a specialist. If your period hasn't returned after three to six months and isn't regular, and you're still having trouble with things like acne, that's probably a sign of a hormonal imbalance and the pill was putting a Band-Aid on your root issue and was masking these symptoms. So I would definitely recommend to go and see some sort of specialist. For me, I saw a naturopath because doing things naturally is what aligned with me the most. I thought about going and seeing like 
I can't even remember the type of specialist, but for me, doing things naturally was what aligned with me the most. Okay, so how do you prepare to come off the pill? Clean up your diet. Try to avoid processed foods, sugar, and foods that are inflammatory. So these are things like gluten, caffeine, dairy, alcohol. Eat a lot of healthy fats, fiber, and veggies. I suggest to go and get a blood test to see if you are deficient in any nutrients and add in supplements um, because the pill does deplete important nutrients. For me, I I still take – so every day I take fish oil, um, B vitamins. I take – oh, I'm trying to remember the name. It's like a mushroom. It's not a, mag- it's not a magic mushroom, BTW. But it's, uh, oh, it'll come back to me and I'll tell you. So I take fish oil, um, lion's mane mushroom. That's what it's called. I take that mostly every day. Um, so fish oil, lion's mane mushroom, B vitamin, magnesium is a big one. And before my period, I make sure I take zinc, calcium, and magnesium because I really struggle with really bad PMS symptoms before my period. So I will talk about that in my next like um, hormone episode. So they're what I take. I also take, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's called Innistall. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's for, so when I got my blood test done for my hormones, I was estrogen dominance and had um, insulin resistance. So the Innistall powder helps with my insulin levels and for women, it's a good product or supplement to take for women who are overweight with PCOS because it helps with like, yeah, your insulin and stuff. Um, Is that all I take? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Oh, I also take like a little gut powder every now and then. I remember when I came off the pill, that's when I really started to get into my gut health and I was taking gut health products like pre and probiotics. I was taking the Sarah's Day Body Bloom for months and months and months and I swear by that. I also was taking, oh, I can't, it's, I know it was called Glow, but I can't remember the brand, oh, My Beauty Chef, I think. Um, I took those for a couple of months to clean up my gut um, because sometimes acne can be, and gluten sensitivity, because that's what I struggled with, can be the root cause of um, like an unhealthy gut or damaged gut lining. So that's why I got on top of it. But I still really look after my gut health. Um, If it, it doesn't matter if you come off it before doing stuff like this, I didn't, um, but I did cut dairy and gluten um, before I came off it because I was sensitive to, to it at the time. But when I came off it, that's when I started to introduce all of my supplements and stuff like that, which really helped clean up your liver. So after being on the pill for a long time, our liver has to work extra hard to remove all of the synthetic hormones in our body. So you can do this by eating clean and using detox herbs like green tea and drink lots and lots of water. Like I said, take pro and prebiotics, clean up your gut health. And yes, all of this can be expensive, but you can't put a price on your health. Don't tell me you can't afford it. 
if you are doing things like going out every weekend and spending money on alcohol, it all comes down to your priorities. And at the end of the day, that's nobody's choice but yours. So how I regulated my period after I got and how I got my skin to be clear. So to be honest, I did go on antibiotics at the start. Um, it wasn't even at the start. I think it was towards the middle because I was like, fuck this. Like I just want my clear skin back and stopped it literally within like the first week because I was like, it was like a three month one um, because it didn't align with me. I decided because I wanted to go down the natural approach and that's what aligned with me and antibiotics ruin your gut health which can then make your acne worse (laughs) so what I did is I went and saw a naturopath um I looked after my stress and anxiety so things like meditation breath work practicing presence I also was someone who was like doing intense workouts like four or five times a week for a little bit. And then for someone who has a hormone imbalance, that's actually can make things worse. So, you know, so for someone who's got a hormonal imbalance, weight workouts are the best for you and things like yoga and Pilates because high intensity workouts, um, like if you're doing them several times a week, it's actually going to contribute to your stress and anxiety and will disrupt your hormone so it will make it harder for you know your period to come back which is something that's not really spoken about like that's another thing people who over exercise can find that they lose their period and that's because it's a thing i can hear someone again i don't like this i've gone from having complete privacy to now everyone walking past the street every like five minutes. It's okay. I've got to get over it. Um, where was I? Yep. So my vitamins, gut health, I did acupuncture, obviously looked after my diet. I exercised. I did the simple things like used a silk pillowcase and I'm going to go into this with more detail in my PCOS and hormone episode, but even understanding what disrupts our hormones. So the most simplest things like deodorants and perfumes and even body washes, like they all have so much chemicals in them, which disrupt our hormones. So I switched from using a deodorant. I think I used Rexona um, to a natural deodorant, like, putty and spray which has no chemicals and stuff in them and obviously you know like that's one of the things I have switched to and make an effort in staying with but I still have a long way to go like it's the simplest things that we wouldn't even like think of like a washing powder and soaps and stuff they all have these fucking toxins in them and even like um, pre-workout like I was taking that shit daily and it is so bad for you so so bad for you like the amount of shit in pre-workout this is just like an example and if you take pre-workout that's fine I'm not having 
like this isn't a dig but like for someone who's trying to balance their hormones that shit is just not good for you at all so now I'm gonna go to I put up a little question box like two weeks ago when I told you that I was going to do this episode so let me get it up so someone it was too big so they sent a message they said why do I still feel shit on my period week even though I'm on the pill, even though it's not a real period? So this person knows that you don't have a real period on your pill. So the reason why you might feel different um, and shit is because when you take the sugar pill on the pill packet, this causes a hormonal crash because you can think of it like the messages from the pill for the three weeks that you've been taking it, you're consistent with telling your brain these messages for three weeks. And then as soon as you take those sugar pills, you stop take, you stop sending those signals and your brain is like, well, what the fuck's going on? And that is where the hormonal crash comes in. And that's why you're most likely going to feel shit, even though you don't necessarily have the same well, you don't have the same cycle as someone who is cycling naturally. So that's why. This is the most amount of questions I've got on an episode so far with my question box. So it actually makes me so happy that like girls are interested in this topic as much as I am. So how did you fix your skin after coming off? I've been off it for only a month and my acne has come back. So like I said before, take... I would recommend, well, if you've only been off it for a month, know that this is completely normal. But if your acne is still there within a few months, I would definitely go and get your hormones checked out. And I would recommend going and seeing a naturopath so they can give you supplements to help balance your hormones out. Lol, the pill severely messed up my period and it's the only, and it's only starting to get normal. I've actually heard that for a lot of people. Like I know some girls have gone on the pill just to prevent pregnancy and they've ended up having their, their period straight for like a month. Like it's fucking weird. Did you take supplements to revive your body once coming off? Yes. Um, I spoke about that before, but The main ones I was taking were pre and probiotics, magnesium, fish oil, B vitamins, Inistol, not pronouncing that correct. Um, I think that's it. I think my gut health drink was my main one. Did you replace the pill with another form of contraception? (laughs) No, which is I will happily talk about and say, no, I did not. Um, I do this by not having sex whilst, sorry, I was just tapping my nails on my computer, not having sex while I'm ovulating. So I use the flow app that tells me, and obviously I have figured out now I get little symptoms when I'm ovulating, like TMI, but this is all natural. Like my discharge changes and when I ovulate, I get really bad lower back pain and it's almost like I um um the pain from my lower back runs all the way down to my legs 
And when that's happening, also in my flow app, it tells me that I'm ovulating as well. So I just don't have sex in that week um, to make sure I don't get pregnant. You should touch on Hayley Bieber's stroke. Apparently that was from the pill. What the fuck? I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. Well, that's a side effect that can happen from taking the pill. You can get strokes. Please share your skin products post-pill or what you did. My skin products, I use a uh, silk pillowcase and I use the brand Aspect and, and I use a cleanser from the chemist. I can't remember what it's called. I will share that though. I'm going to do like a little post um, of like my before and afters, but I cannot stress enough that my skin was all related. Like my hormones were disrupted because of my stress. And until I got on top of my stress by doing things like meditation and breath work and until I looked after myself in terms of um, like gut health and stuff, that wasn't until my skin started to clear up. Part one. So there's two questions. Do all forms of contraceptions have similar side effects? I currently get the depo shot and think it's why my skin is so bad. Hoping to come off it ASAP. I think for every girl or whoever who is taking any sort of um, birth control, everyone's different. So if your skin, you know, has flared up for some their skin might completely clear. Like everyone's body is different, which is what sucks. So if the depot shot isn't working for you, I would definitely suggest going and speaking to your doctor and maybe talking about a different form of contraception because, yeah, like I said, I know people that went on um, the pill and they literally had their period for weeks and weeks on end. And then they, they went on the depot shot actually. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have any problems with it whatsoever. Like they didn't have um, their period for weeks and weeks. So I think it's just a bit of a trial and error, which sucks. What form of birth control do you use now? Pull and pray all the way. <laughs> How do I heal my skin? I'm on the pill and want to come off, but my skin will go fucked. I was like this as well. If I think everyone who comes off the pill, you're most likely going to get post-pill acne, but this isn't going to last forever. But if you're someone who's come off the pill and you've still got acne from like three to six months after coming off the pill, there's obviously a bigger issue at large and you need to get to your root cause, whether that's um, hormonal imbalance, whether that's toxins from your environment, whether that's stress, whether that's your diet, like there's something causing your acne. Acne is inflammation and you need to get on top of your inflammation. So I'm going to talk a lot about that in my next episode. How did you cure, cure your post-pill slash PCOS acne? Um, just quickly through supplements, diet, looking after my stress, water, like lots of water. Um, what else did I do? Getting proper sleep. Um, and yeah, is that all of them? I think so. 
I came off the pill six months ago and my skin has been up and down since. Is that why? Yes, most likely. But like I said, if you're someone who went on the pill and didn't have these issues and it's gotten to the six-month mark, I would definitely suggest going and getting advice because I feel like, well, no, I feel it has been suggested by research that if you've gotten to the six-month mark and you never had problems prior to the pill because the pill puts a Band-Aid on your issues. So if you had issues before you went on the pill, they're always going to be there when you come off. But let's just say you didn't have, you know, um, acne and stuff before going on the pill and you do now and it's been that long, I definitely there's a root cause um, and a root issue that you need to get to the bottom of. And I, for something like this, I would definitely suggest going and getting blood tests from your doctor to figure it out. What did you do for your skin to get to how it is now? I want to go off it, but I'm scared for my skin. Like I said, I've talked like all the gut health, stress, um, diet, supplements, all of that stuff. Uh, I've been wanting this episode. My mental health is so bad from the pill. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's fucked. It makes me so angry. I know so many girls that have gone on the pill and their mental health has just gone fucked and they're a completely different person. And I was one of those people. What would you recommend for girls who went off the pill, but went on it for period issues? So I'm not educated on endometriosis. Like I don't know anything about it. All I really know is that the pain is that fucked up, that they need to be on the pill to be able to manage it. And I don't really know, like I can't suggest anything for it because I'm not um, educated on that topic and I'm really sorry. But for, if you're going on it for PCOS, I'll give this a little bit of a, a little suggestion. But like I said, I'm going to do another episode on this. PCOS is a hormone disorder, but it can be reversed. It's not a forever thing. Your hormones are disrupted and what causes hormonal disruptions are things like stress, diet, environmental factors, all of that stuff, which causes your hormones to, you know, be out of whack. So that is your root cause, the hormonal imbalance, right? By going on the pill, you might be, what you're essentially doing is, the doctors won't ever tell you this though. You are putting a Band-Aid on your symptoms and you're not actually addressing the root cause. So when you come off the pill, those symptoms are still going to be there unless you've actually managed or, you know, addressed that root cause while being on the pill. So what was the question again? I've just gone completely gay. What would you recommend for girls who went off the – who want to go off the pill but went on it for period issues? Um I'm trying to think of another example, like heavy periods. If that's one, maybe, um, if you've gone on it on the pill to regulate your periods again, I totally understand, you know, I know girls with heavy periods and it's fucked. Like they're changing their tampons like every hour. And if you want to go on it to manage it, I don't blame you, but know that there are other alternatives. Go and see a urogynecologist or, someone who specializes in this stuff or a hormone doctor or a naturopath, 
I cannot recommend a naturopath and someone who specializes in Chinese medicine because they're all about finding the root cause and fixing it from there rather than trying to address the symptoms because you can address the symptoms, but at the end of the day, the root cause is always going to be there. So if you're someone with a heavy period, um, there's got to be a why and what a naturopath and Chinese medicine is going to work with. They're going to work to figure out why it's happening and go from there. If that makes sense. I'm so sorry. Literally talk anything about your acne experience, especially the pill. How long did it take for everything to settle back to normal after coming off it? So I don't mean to scare anyone, but I think it took my skin like a year, a year and a half to completely get to where I am now. And again, that's because I had a hormonal problem and I needed to address my hormonal problem and I got on top of it and I looked after it. In terms of my period, I think it took like maybe six months. Um, Maybe it was like three or four months until it actually came back. And then it was around a year until it became regular. But this year I have had two, I think I've missed two periods um, and I'm not pregnant. Um, I just know what triggers my period to not come is stress. So if I'm really stressed or I'm eating really poorly and stuff like that, um, my cycle will be really long. It'll be like 40 days or my period just won't come at all. Um, so everyone's different, but yeah. Last question. Do you notice a difference in libido or sex drive? Do you think being on the pill has impacted fertility? What books about coming off the pill would you recommend it? Would you recommend? Sorry. So did you notice a difference in libido or sex drive? I noticed a difference in my sex drive that it went up after I came off the pill. Um, do you think being on the pill has impacted fertility? I don't know because I haven't tried to get pregnant, so I'm not really sure. I know based on research, being on the pill can impact your ability to become pregnant, but this isn't a forever thing. It's just for women who go on the pill and then their body has to, it takes longer for some women's cycle to return to normal because they have been on the pill. That's the only way it really affects women in terms of fertility because their body has to try and return to normal before they start ovulating and stuff properly, if that makes sense. Um, any books about coming off the pill you would recommend? Um, this is your brain on birth control, how the pill changes everything, and there's another one. Beyond the pill, I think it's called, and there's also another one called the period repair manual, I think, which teaches you how to balance your hormones and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the question. So thank you to every single one of you who, sorry guys, um, who sent in an, e- uh, an email, a question. I really appreciate it. So that's a wrap up. That is it for today. This is literally my favorite topic ever. And I hope that you can take something from this. Um, I know that I've said a lot of stuff in today's episode, and if any of it has aligned with you 
And you might now be thinking, well, maybe I do feel terrible because I am taking the pill. Or maybe, you know, I did have a problem before going on the pill that I do need to address. So maybe that's a hormonal imbalance. Um, and maybe you want to come off it, but maybe you still want to be protected from pregnancy because obviously everyone does. If you don't want to be pregnant, go and see a doctor and speak to them. Um, I know for me, it took me to come to Melbourne. Um, every doctor where I was originally from, I told them that I was making the decision not to go on the pill and they would literally just try and tell me that I need to go on it and that it's going to help me and literally is just the best thing for me. And no doctor listened to me, but I've since found a doctor in Melbourne, which she's just amazing and supports my decision and, um, has contributed to my education around the pill. So she, you know, talks about with me all of the things I've talked about today rather than saying, no, your period is real on the pill. Um, she addresses that it is not. Um, so find the right doctor. Um, don't listen to them if you want to come off the pill and they are trying to tell you otherwise. It's your body and you know what's best for you. There are obviously so many different alternatives and birth control methods out there. Um, Obviously, ones have hormones in them. Well, some have hormones in them, like more than others. Um, And remember, what might not work for you, well, what might work for you might not work for another person and and everyone's different and everyone is going to respond differently at the end of the day. So if you're still here and you're still listening, thank you so much once again. If you could leave me a rating and review, I would really appreciate that. I think I've almost got 50 reviews on Spotify. It seriously means the world to me. And thank you to every single person who has continued to listen to me. Um, So, yeah, thank you, guys. And I hope you have a good rest of the day wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes.